Hey, Jesus Time family, welcome back to Jesus Time, where we get to talk about what Jesus tells us in our times with Him. I'm your host, Gisela Liu, and God is so sweet, you guys. God is so sweet. <laughs> if you tuned in last week, you heard about my ouch level humbling and how I was learning or relearning how to trust God in my competence. And as I continued to process that and lean into those truths, I also realized something that I miss in the moment, but after a while I catch on. And the thing I realized was this, I was and am exhausted. (laughs) I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And if you're listening, I am sure you can relate. The transition of seasons is really challenging for so many reasons. But I think this time, we had just come off this really great, fun, but ultra busy summer. Every year I think, oh, summer, it's going to be chill. My kids are here. It's going to be great. And it is, but not chill. It is breakneck pace. And then they head back to college and I miss them and I'm sad. But then before I, before I jump into the fall and think that I can take a minute to rest, I can't because the fall is here and fall ministry is here and commitments and a lot of good things that I'm excited about. But there, there was no downtime. So because of that and because God is sweet and God invites us into his rest, This will be our last episode for the season. We'll take a few weeks off. I will have some great and quiet and restful times with Jesus. And then we'll come back for season three with a really cool plan and an original Jesus time intro musical interlude um, made by my son, Josiah Lou. So that's going to be really fun. But one of the great things and one of the sweet things for this Jesus time and why I feel really encouraged to wrap up the season uh, in God's rest or for God's rest to receive God's rest is because of God's promises. So as my, as my kids were heading out for college, they all have crazy schedules. They all work. They all have full-time classes. They all are involved in ministry and they they are jumping in and they're going to hit the ground running. And uh, I guess similar to me and my husband, but I had read this verse and I sent it to them and I want to share this verse with you and how Jesus used my times with him to help me process this promise and own this promise. So we're going to start in Psalm 68 verse 19. It says this, praise the Lord, praise God, our savior for each day. He carries us in his arms. Each day, he carries us in his arms. I don't know about you guys, but when I start an event, a task, a season, I get into this mode where my senses are heightened and my brain is saying to my brain, okay, come on, let's go, get it done, step up. And what God is saying here is like, "Um, I'm carrying you. 
I'm not just carrying you when you're exhausted or when things are challenging. I'm carrying you each day. Each day he carries us in his arms. He doesn't just carry us in a wagon where he's dragging us behind him or or uh, pushing us in a buggy mindlessly like I have done to my kids when they were little and I'm trying to shop. He carries us in his arms. There is an intimacy in the carrying. There is a closeness that God is saying here. He's saying each day when I carry you, I'm carrying you in my arms. I am near and I have got you. I got you. And so for the beginning of this season and the the craziness that was and is and, and will come, we can hold on to this promise. God is carrying us in his arms. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So fast forward a couple days. And as is the human condition, I completely forgot that promise. And I was just feeling the burden of my responsibilities. And it's good that we feel that. Work in Ecclesiastes, um, it says, it's a gift. Work is good. We have satisfaction when we can put our hands to a task and be diligent. And there are some times that we will feel stress from work. And there is a there is a God-sourced effort that is good. And there is also a stress that comes from good work. And that's not a bad stress necessarily. So I understand that. And I don't always understand the work, rest, worship, rhythm that I am supposed to be in. And so a lot of this is hit or miss. But at this point, I had forgotten the promise that he carries me in his arms. And I was looking at my to-do list and I had that same posture. I'm like, okay, wow, I have to get it done. Wow, I feel really depleted. Oh, wow, I have nothing left and I have to move forward. And I've gone through conversations this week where I'm a zombie. It has been awkward and painful and I have missed things because my brain is not fully there. And so God brings me back because he's so sweet. And a few days later, I'm reading in Psalm 138 and we're going to look at verses two and three and then jump to verse six and then jump to verse eight and listen to how sweet God is. The Psalm says this, I bow before your holy temple as I worship pause. Okay. I bow before your holy temple. There is in this one portion of a verse, the instruction, the challenge, the example to orient ourselves towards the presence of God. Wow. I need to do that every day, every day. And it is possible for me and maybe for you too, to read the word, to pray as a task without orienting ourselves towards the presence of God. This was very helpful. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. It goes on. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. 
whoa, your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. There is so much sweetness in the second part of verse two here. Let's talk about God's promises for a second. We know in our heads that his promises are true, that we can count on them because he is faithful. We know this. But sometimes the words that we use to remind ourselves lose their meaning or lose their effectiveness. And this particular phrasing from the NLT version, your promises are backed by all the honor of your name, really hit me because I am a Mary Kay consultant and it's been really fun and I love it. And our products are backed. (laughs) They're backed by a guarantee that if you're not satisfied, you can get your money back or the company replaces your product at no charge to you. I love that. I love being able to offer that to my customers. But not only is the guarantee from our company, we have another party that backs our products with their guarantee. So um, Good Housekeeping Magazine, they've been around forever. They will test products and if the products perform according to their standards, according to the claims of the products, they will also back that product with their guarantee and they will give you your money back if something with the good housekeeping seal of approval does not do what it says it's supposed to do. So I love that. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about our Mary Kay products is because they are backed. They are backed by promises. They are backed not by one guarantee, but two guarantees. And that gives me so much confidence and I can give that confidence to my customers. So when I read that God's promises are backed by all the honor of his name, whoa, that far surpasses any earthly guarantee by any company, by any company. There has never, ever been a time where a customer has wanted to return a product that my company has not taken care of it. There's never been a time. It's never a worry in my mind. It has never been an issue. Never. I never think about it. And yet, (laughs) and yet, sometimes when God promises me something in the scriptures, I forget or I don't believe or I start worrying. And God is telling me here, girl, my promises are backed by all the honor of my name. Wow, guys, the name of our God is beyond power, beyond comprehension for how incredible and steadfast and solid and reliable and trustworthy and faithful it is. It is incredible. God's name is incredible. His promises are backed by the honor of that name. Verse three, as soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Oh, I felt like this verse was a callback to the verse that I forgot about him carrying me each day in his arms. As soon as I pray, he answers me. That's incredible. I don't know if you've ever felt like you're praying to nothing or no one. 
you just kind of feel dry. And guys, as soon as I pray, you answer me, says the psalm. How different is my prayer life when I know that I know that I know that God is listening and that God is answering? And then you encourage me by giving me strength. His encouragement is incredible. To encourage means to give courage. And if I can remember that he's carrying me in his arms and he is giving me strength, I feel so much more encouraged and empowered, not by my strength, but by his, to move forward into this next busy season because his promises are backed by the honor of his name because he has given me strength because as soon as I pray, he is answering me. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Verse six. And this verse was more instructive. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. And that was just a call back and a reminder for Last week's exhortation from God, stay humble, whether in your weakness or your confidence and competence, stay humble so that I can keep you in my arms and care for you. Okay, God, I will remember that. And then verse eight, the Lord will work out his plan for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me for you made me. And there are two reasons I love this last verse, guys. God's going to work it out. (laughs) The Lord will work out his plan for my life. I, I do. I do struggle with a little bit of worry. Also, I lied right then because I struggle with a lot of worry sometimes about my life and what the plans should my life be now that I'm an empty nester and What's next? Am I I really fulfilling the work that God has for me? Am I missing something? And God is reminding me again, the Lord will work out his plan for my life. He is the faithful one. He does all the heavy lifting. I love the NASB says it this way. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Who is doing the accomplishing? Not my efforts. My God, my God is doing that. That doesn't mean I sit and do nothing because I'm moving forward in humble obedience. That's what faith looks like, (laughs) moving forward in humble obedience, trusting in God's strength, trusting in God's promises, orienting myself towards his presence. But God is the accomplisher. And then the Holman Christian Standard Bible says it this way, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Those are a lot of wonderful things that God is doing on my behalf, on our behalf, on your behalf. He is working out his plan for my life, not my plan. Praise the Lord. He is accomplishing what concerns me. He is fulfilling his purpose for me. That is so relieving to me. I can think up all the things I should be doing or think I should be doing. But when I orient myself towards the presence of God, when I trust his promises that are backed by his name, 
when I know that as soon as I pray, he answers me and he is encouraging me by his strength. When I'm humble (laughs) and looking towards him, knowing he is carrying me every day in his arms. I can trust. I can trust that his plans are best and he is doing it. So if I fail, which I have (laughs) very, very publicly and very frequently, I don't have to be discouraged because God is fulfilling his purposes for me. And where I fail and where doors are closed, guess what? That was not God's purpose for me. So that is an encouragement going into the season of busyness. I'm taking a few weeks so I can really let that soak in. And I'm excited to come back to you guys with some really good stuff. Just one more comment on the very, very last line of the Psalm 138, where the psalmist says, don't abandon me for you've made me. It is an encouragement to me that even King David, a man after God's own heart, who was the one who penned this Psalm, I think, ended with this desperate prayer. Oh God, please don't abandon me. You made me. After going over all of God's character and God's activity in his life, there was still this, I don't want to say fear, but a desperation, a quick, hey Lord, don't abandon me. I'm trusting you here. Come on, come on. And I love the humanness of this statement because we will know the promises of God and forget and doubt. And that's that's just part of a human condition. That's why we have to have our Jesus times every day. And just the humanity of this last line just reminds me to do that, guys. So I hope that you are leaning in to your Jesus times. I hope that it is not just a task for you, but you can go and orient yourselves towards God's presence and then receive his promises. Allow yourselves to be carried each day in his arms. I love you guys so much and I look forward to connecting with you in a few weeks. Love you guys.